Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Get back to Colossians, but tonight... Many people struggle with making and keeping friends. So from this article, I'm going to reveal 15 things people do that make you less likable. Okay? These these are things that maybe we're not aware of, but the things I'm going to mention tonight are things that make us less likable so that you can be aware of them and avoid them and thereby have more friends. Now, I'm calling this tonight Everyday Christianity. This is very practical. We're going to be heavy tonight on the practical application. When I preach, you know, we, we focus on Scripture, and we've got Scripture to focus on, and we, we like to teach here's what it says, here's what it means, and here's how it applies to you Tonight we're going to look at, here's what it says, here's what it means, and we're going to look a lot at how it applies to you, how you implement this. So if we're looking at mistakes we make, we could call this tonight how to lose friends and not influence anybody. You, you're familiar with Dale Carnegie's book. It was a bestseller. It's still, it's still uh, read today, and it influences people today. His book is entitled, How to Win Friends and Influence People. What we're going to be talking about tonight If you do these things, or if these things are a part of your life, this is how you lose friends. And this is how you cannot influence anybody. I like this quote. The heart craves for intimate friends. It's just the way we're made. We we are social beings. That's the way God makes us. He he brings us together in a church. I mean, he, he was social. I mean, he was always around people. He was with people. He valued people. He had the the apostles around him. So there's something in us. The heart craves for intimate friends, those to whom it can can confide its innermost thoughts and to whom it can repair for sympathy and help in times of trouble. Uh, Probably, you know, I have good friends in the ministry. One one of my best friends is is, is Brother Sidlowski. You know, he used to be at Houghton Lake, and that's where I met him, and we just hit it off. We're kind of opposite in a a lot of ways. And and then he moves out to uh, California, and the fact that he went to California, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, and we still call each other, we still talk to each other, I value that. There are times that I call him and talk preacher to preacher about problems I'm facing or maybe just decisions that have to be made, and I can vent with Brother Rich. And I know as a friend, he's going to listen, and as a friend, he's going to give good counsel, and, and he'll do the same with me. Sometimes he will call me, and sometimes he will vent. And, you know, I'll listen to him. And, you know, I, I remember one time uh, being frustrated about a situation. And, and he said to me, he says, you got to remember. Not even, he said, you're not going to please everybody. He said, Jesus couldn't please everybody. And that, that's valuable counsel. That's important counsel. When you're a pastor and you want everybody to be happy and somebody isn't happy, you got to remember. If Jesus couldn't please anybody, who are you to think you're going to please you know, if Jesus couldn't please everybody, who are you to think you're going to please everybody? So, you know, I value his friendship. And yet it seems that some people struggle with that. You know, and it might be because 
you're doing some things that are putting people off and pushing people away. And again, I read this article and I thought, that's just good practical stuff. And as important as friendships are, I need to share it with folks. It's like somebody, you know, baking a cake and giving me a cake and I have it here at the office, you know, and here, Dave, come get some. This is good stuff. You need to try this. Jamie, this is good. You know, Sharon, this is good. And that's the way I felt about this article. This article is written in, in uh, the, the article comes from a website, Business Insider. And the article is actually entitled, 15 Common Social Quirks That Make You Less Likable. And I mentioned, I think it was Sunday. We need to invest in our, I read articles like this. I want to be, it's important to me to be more likable as much as I can. I can't please everybody. Sometimes what I preach is the truth of God's word. It offends somebody. I, I can't not preach it. I can't not state it. But to the degree I can please people, I, I, I want to. You know, I, I don't want to push people away. So, you know, I read articles like this to invest in myself. You know, and, and you need to do the same too, these kinds of things. But, but, but it, it's also biblical because maybe I skipped over it. Maybe we need to go back to it. Tom, the second slide. This is biblical. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. So, I mean, this is an article, a practical article, but it is telling you how to implement that verse. This is the practical application I'm going to share with you. Because if you want to have friends, you must show himself friendly. So the implication there is, that's something you have to work. You have to show yourself friendly. So you need to know what that means. How do you come across as friendly? Or as we're going to focus on tonight, how might you come across as being not friendly? So tonight, you know, we're kind of looking at the negative things. Things that we do that repel people, that, that push people away. So very practical Let's look at these. Hopefully it'll be a help because who doesn't want friends? Who doesn't want more friends? I consider you, I'm, I'm your pastor. You're part of this church. But I consider you my friend. Every person in this room, every person after, you're, you're my friend. I, and I value your friendship. And I don't want to ever do anything to push you away or to give you the wrong, the wrong impression. So this is important to me. So let's look at these. You know, it might be good to write them down. You got a piece of paper there? Just, just write them down and remember them. Because it'll, it'll only be a help to you. Because all these things are true. Okay? So, what are they? Number one, common social quirks that make you less likable. Number one, avoiding eye contact. Avoiding eye contact. The very first thing people will try to decide about you when they meet you is if they can trust you. And it's very hard to like someone it's very hard for them to like you if they don't think they can trust you. And if you are avoiding eye contact, that is always suspicious. That, that, that tells somebody, that, that person never looked at me. That person never made eye contact with me. And just think about it. That's, that's questionable. You know, well, what, what's wrong with them? Why, why won't they look at me? Why, why won't they make eye contact with me? Are, are any of us guilty of that? Because that's the problem. You may say, I don't have any friends. Well, maybe one of the problems is that you don't make eye contact. And you're not intending to send a message that you're not trustworthy. But the lack of eye contact could send that message that you appear to be untrustworthy. Because we know that eye contact is important. And this explains why. Because if somebody's not looking you in the eye, 
we tend to be suspicious as to what's up. So the lesson is, look people, you want to have more friends? Look people in the eye. Number two, calls it resting stone face. Just to be stone faced when somebody's talking to you. Nodding and smiling when somebody is speaking to you is a way to convey warmth and understanding. Being stone-faced will convey the idea that you're cold and not interested in somebody. You know, if somebody's talking to you and you're just stone-faced, you're sending a message. Maybe a message you don't intend to send, but it's sending a message. It's much better when you're talking to somebody and, you know, the person you're talking to is going, mm, you know, they're nodding. And, and they're maybe giving you the, mm-hmm, oh, okay, yeah, you know, they're, respo- they're, they're engaged. So understand a way you may, or I may put people off unintentionally is to not make eye contact or to be stone-faced. Another one, the next one, would simply be being contrary. Being contrary, or contrary. Showing empathy with people is an effective way to get people to like you. It requires you to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and try to relate to them by finding common interests and experiences. But if all you can do is contradict everything they say, put down everything they say, disagree with everything they say, guess what? They're going to put you off. You don't want to be around people like that. Could that be any of us in this room that maybe without intending to, by us always arguing, always being critical, always, you know, uh, putting down, we come across as contrary? People, as a rule, don't want to hang around people that are contrary. So if that's something that you're guilty of, you know, maybe ask somebody. Ask somebody that you care about. But be, be willing to, for them to be honest with you. They Do I come across as contrary? Or maybe you've been told that. The right thing to do is acknowledge it and work on it and try to fix it. Um, the next thing that we do that put people off and cause us to lack friends is ignoring an invitation to commiserate. Ignoring an invitation to commiserate. Now, what does that mean? Well, to commiserate means to show empathy. To show care or concern. Misery really does love company. And an effective but often overlooked method of showing empathy and connecting with someone is simply by saying, I'm sorry. Somebody's talking to you and you say, I'm sorry. Not apologizing for anything that you did, but when somebody tells you a problem they're having, For you to simply say, I'm sorry in the sense that you you feel for them. You know, you're you're in a sense saying, I'm I'm sorry that happened to you. Or I'm sorry you're having to go uh, through that. Some people will tell you their their problems hoping that you will be interested and hoping that you will empathize with them. That that may be the reason. And if they don't get that empathy, guess what? You've missed an opportunity really to be a blessing to somebody and... To, you know, build possibly a a friendship with someone. So when you say, I'm sorry, it's not like you're accepting blame for anything. It's just saying that you understand. 
Express, expressing uh, you understand someone's experience and hope the best for them produces tangible increases in trust. You listen to somebody tells you their heartache, their heartbreak. They need a listening ear, you know, and, and you show an empathy for them. You comm- commiserate with them, if you will. Then, you know, they appreciate that. Now, I know I, when I have an issue and I call Brother Rich there in California and he listens, I appreciate that. What does that do? That, that bonds me to him. If I sense that, you know, I'm busy, I don't have time, well, I'll call you back tomorrow, i call him back tomorrow, you know, I'm really busy, you know, the third time I try, you know, it's he's not interested. You know, we, our friendship then is, is, is going down the tube. So, understand, ignoring an invitation to commiserate. If you're doing that, you're putting people off, and you're, you're, you're hurting the possibility for, for friendship. Uh, this next one is a serious problem these days. Constantly checking your smartphone. Trying to talk to somebody and they got the phone out. Oh, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. No, 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 no. Constantly checking a phone call is, is always a bad idea. Put it in your pocket. It, it's rude, folks. It's, it's just rude for somebody to try to talk to you, whether it's your spouse or anybody else. And you have your phone out. Uh, that's something that can be, can be done away with. That's something that can, 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 can happen that you can deal with and, and get over it and, and move on. Um, next, how else can we cause people to not like us? One, I told you these are just very practical. That's one of the reasons I like this. Is a weak handshake. Research shows that people decide whether or not they like you within seconds of meeting you. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, within seconds of meeting somebody, there's certain things that, you know, you, you, you think, I'm going to like this person, or, or I'm not. This article says a weak handshake can contribute largely and negatively to that first impression. Yeah. Have you ever, ladies or men, going to shake hands, particularly with a man, he gives you a limp handshake? I mean, it's like, you know, it, it sends a message, you know, and, and that's just, you say, well, it shouldn't be that way. Well, that's, that's, that's the way, that's the way it is. So, you know, hey, give a firm handshake. Um, another way to lose friends and not influence anybody is simply being cocky, being cocky. People just don't like know-it-all. People don't like being around them. And it seems as if some people think that they are impressing people by constantly telling them how much they know. And, you know, you share something with them and then they come back, oh, I did that and more. You know, we, it, you, you can be self-confident, but it's important to be meek. It's important to be modest. I mean, people don't like being around people that are cocky. By that, I mean, they, they know it all. I mean, anytime you try to suggest something or imply something, oh, I know that, I've done that, I've been there, and whatever. And so often we just, well, okay, you don't need me. You know, you, you, you know it all. Uh, here's a practical one that maybe you haven't thought about before, and that's why I wanted to share this article with you because it reminded me. This can, this can put people off. You're talking with somebody, you're visiting with somebody, this can put them off. Simply slouching. Just slouching. Sitting up straight, it says, can be found to lead to greater perceptions of competence, 
Whereas slouching can cause others to consider you less confident, low energy, and disinterested in what they have to say. That's a good point right there. You know, you want why don't people, you know, want anything to do with me? Well, you're just slouching around and you're, you're sending a message. You're sending a nonverbal message that, you know, I'm bored, I'm not interested, you know, you're, you're, you're bothering me. The next one kind of fits in with being cocky. It's just bragging. Bragging about past accomplishments. Uh, bragging doesn't impress people. It, it, it puts people off. I, I was visiting with uh, someone one time. Uh, doesn't live around here, anywhere near here. But I was just visiting with this person, and I would say something. And, uh, I mean, if, if, if my boat is 25 foot, there's a 26. <laughs> and, I, you know, everything I said, you know, it was, it was uncanny, no matter what I said. You know, and, and I talked to somebody later that knew that person, and they said, oh, you picked up on that right away, didn't you? I said, yeah, am I right? Said, yeah. So that's, you know, I said, well, yeah. And that's, that's, that puts people off, you know, just, just uh, bragging about past accomplishments, what I've done, what I did, and all this kind of stuff. We're, we're not drawn to people like that. Now, along the same lines of slouching comes just crossing your arms or legs. Keeping your arms or legs crossed makes you look defensive. And it can signal to others that, in some cases, you're actually lying. So, again, you, you say, oh, is all this really that important? Yeah, it really is. But it really does have an effect. Because, I mean, either I'm guilty of having done some of these things, sending the wrong message, or I've been around people who have done these things and I've picked up the messages that they're, they're talking about here. Next. This one's interesting. Brother Tom. Not accepting a compliment. I, I love compliments, but I don't accept them very well, do I, Sharon? I feel awkward. And I never thought about this until I read this article. If somebody is giving you a compliment, just accept it and say thank you. Then, because otherwise, you make them feel awkward. I, I have complimented people before, and I saw they're kind of, oh no, don't say that. No, I'm not, no, 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 no. And then I feel weird. <laughs> so again, it, it, and, and I understand people that are modest and you're uncomfortable with compliments. But the proper way to handle it, think about it for a second. It's just us. It's just to say thank you. You know, you don't, we don't have to be all modest and, you know, shrink and hide and whatever. Oh, you know, that's awkward. I'm, I'm being complimented. Um, Bill, you've probably never had a compliment before, so this would not apply to you. <laughs> but let, let me see some. Does that make sense right there? I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of this one. I'm, I'm guilty of this one, you know, of not accepting a, a, a compliment. And, you know, I got convicted when I, I said, you know what, I don't have to be weird about that. If somebody, I mean, one of these days Sharon's going to compliment me about something, and I'm just going to say thank you. Does this point make sense to you? 
All right, forget about what I just said about her. But doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make sense? I mean, because some, I'm sure there's probably others in here that maybe feel a little awkward. Somebody pays you a compliment. Well, rather than getting all weird about it, just say, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, in the article it says, it says this, uh, accept the compliment with confidence by using phrases like thanks. Hearing that feels really good. Uh, you know, just something like that. And then that makes the person that compliments you feel good. You know what? When we don't accept it right, we may feel awkward but we make the person complimenting us feel awkward. And that's kind of puts off people. Uh, I know when I pay someone a compliment, if they simply say, oh, thanks, I, I appreciate that. that. That really makes me feel good. That's way better than complimenting somebody and they get all freaky on you, you know, and, and acting all strange. So that's, that's very, very important. Okay, another way that we don't win friends and we don't influence anybody and this is one, sometimes I struggle, I'm just being candid with you, not listening. That's, that's, that's a problem. Um, it, it might be one of the, the biggest put-offs in, in the list that we're looking at uh, tonight. And, and simply hearing words doesn't cut it. Likeable people show that they're listening. Likeable people, you can tell they're really listening, and you like them because they're listening. Okay, well, just reverse that. You want people to like you? Then really listen. And, and hear them, you know, hear them through with, with what they're saying. That, that, that conveys, you know, care and, 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 and concern to, to individuals. Uh, this other one is a big put-off, and this is just the way it is. Constantly complaining. Being around negative people is draining. I mean, it, it used to be referred to years ago in certain circles. You get around certain people and they are a negative energy drain. They, they will just, you know, suck the life out of you. And usually that's somebody that's constantly complaining. Now, when you have a need and you have a friend and you go to that person when you have a need, you should. But just to complain. There are some people that are just complainers. They're, they're whiners. They're, they're, they're complainers. So we're not talking about going to a friend when you have a concern, when you have a burden, when you need some counsel. No, this is talking about somebody, as it says, constantly complaining. Every time you see them, and you know what they will start doing? They'll start going out the back door while you're knocking on the front door of their house. Because that, it's such a, it's, when it's constant and persistent, because the other thing is, because it's constant and persistent, you know that nothing you can say is going to change them, so all they're going to do is just ruin your day, day after day, day after day. Next, as far as putting people off, this is very important. Not being true to your word. Not being true to your word. Let me just read what they say here on this one. Sometimes the behaviors that convey warmth and those that convey confidence can be at odds with each other. If you appear too warm, people may question your competence, so you come across like a doormat. And if you appear too competent, people may assume you're cold, so you end up looking like a jerk. Neither doormat nor a jerk is a particularly likable quality. The key to finding the sweet spot between lovey-dovey and an arrogant jerk 
is simply to be a person of your word. Be sure, they say, to take ownership of your own mistakes. Avoid deceit at all costs. And be someone your co-workers or acquaintances can always count on to do the right thing. It's about trust. So we put people off when we are not true to our word. When we say we're going to do something and we call at the last minute and say, I'm sorry, I couldn't get it done. It's in your hands. You have not helped your friendship. But somebody that you know, they, they promised you they would do something and you know they had a rough day and they stayed up till midnight because they're a person of their word. Man, you, you're endeared to a, that kind of person. So... You know, if, if you're one of those that call people occasionally and say, I'm sorry, I, I just couldn't get to it, I, I didn't do it. You know, it's like at the last minute, now, now you put the burden on them because they were counting on you. If that happens very frequently at all, it's no wonder that you are hurting as far as friends are concerned. And then, lastly, interrupting. Just interrupting others. Uh, Interrupting others is, is, is frustrating to the person you're talking to. Can I be honest? Because Sharon's waiting for me to say this. <laughs> she gets on me all the time. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I get kicked under the table. Then we get in the car. You kept interrupting. You kept interrupting. And guilty. Guilty. Sharon, would you like to add any further comments to that? <laughs> So I couldn't just gloss over this one tonight because she would let me have it all the way home. That 25-minute ride home would seem more like two hours going home. Patient listening establishes an unspoken bond of trust between you and the other person. And you'll both benefit from a good conversation. So let's bring it back full circle tonight. Proverbs 18, 24. The first part of that verse. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. So just take the reverse of all the negatives tonight. You know, don't interrupt. You know, uh, listen. All all the things you should do. And you may want friends but lack for friends and not realize that you've been guilty of, of some of these things. And the thing to do is not make excuses, not blame others, but keep this list, study it, and, you know, if if you're the person that's listening, if you're the person that's responding with, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry that happened to you, and you you show some compassion, understanding, you'll be a valuable friend. You'll be a friend that people can count on. When Abraham Lincoln was a young man starting in life, It used to be said of him, Lincoln has nothing, only plenty of friends. To have plenty of friends is to be very rich, if you have those plenty of friends, as Abraham Lincoln did. The good news is, if you feel in your spirit that you don't have a lot of friends, you would like more friends, here's the homework, here's the homework assignment. You put this in the practice. Show yourself friendly. Show, you, you have, think about that verse. 
you, you have to demonstrate something. To show yourself friendly, you have to demonstrate what we've been talking about tonight. You know, listening, being a person of your word, not complaining all the time. By taking these 15, 16 things that we've mentioned and working on them and applying them. And some of us have to work at them. Some of us are strong in some of these areas. Some of us may be weak in in other areas. I am some areas I think I'm strong in. Other areas I'm terribly weak in. But I'm not going to make excuses. And I want to fix them. And I want to get better at it. And I really work at that. The thing about listening and not interrupting, I'm... If you're ever talking to me and I'm doing this, I'm just trying to not interrupt. I'm trying to listen. But I'm a slow learner. But I want to get it right, and I'm sure you do too.